Hello! Welcome to the Faces of Food podcast. We're recording live from the Eat Stockholm Food Forum 2019. And my name is Biz Gormley, Director of Engagement and Communication at Eat. Welcome to Rachel Lowe, a young entrepreneur who's traveled all the way from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, to be with us here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be here. We are thrilled to be here with close to a thousand people, but mm-hmm. to have the chance to sit down one-on-one and talk and learn about you sure. is what we're here for today in the podcast. So if you could maybe tell us just the name of your company and um, maybe your title or kind of a phrase that would help people understand it, and then we want to jump into to learning a little bit more about your day. Sure. Um, so I'm the co-founder of Agrimatch. We're a social enterprise that recently started up by students. We help um, match farmers to actually build a higher collective bargaining power in Myanmar for smallholder farmers. We kind of call ourselves like kind of like a Tinder for farmers, but uh, th- we're still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> So if we are going to kind of learn about you as a person, as a face of food, Mm -hmm. we want to learn your story. Curious to just start with understanding what brought you here today. Yeah, um, I think what brought me here today really is just the food community knows about eat very, very largely. And I think um, from a student coming into the food scene, it was something that was very aspirational to actually come here and being here as well. So really what brought me here today is the, the knowledge sharing and also the networks that I really like to gain um, as a student entrepreneur and also as someone who's going to be a food activist in the scene. And to get down kind of below the the titles and the, yeah. and the descriptions of what we do, I'm curious to travel all the way with you in our minds back to Malaysia and mm-hmm. just be together for a moment at your breakfast table. What time do you wake up? What does it look like in the room? And what's, what are you eating? Yeah, so Malaysia is such a multicultural country. So we have like three major ethnic groups, and that means like such a diverse array of food. Um, we normally wake up, like uh, my family and I, probably like 8 a.m. We eat breakfast, and it can range from a heavy-based meal um, out of rice um, with sambal, which is kind of like a chili paste, all the way to really just fruits and yogurt, very much similar to like the Western culture. Um, so it's such a diverse array of food, and I think we have a mix of it from time to time. Yeah. Do you think that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Honestly, by by the time I wake up, I'm really hungry. So I I would say yes. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah. Do you have other morning rituals? I do. I I like to take a shower and then I kind of do a bit of yoga and then just kind of chill, get a great start to the day and then really just kind of figure out what's the main objective of the day um, and try to get that um, rolling from the get-go like what's an example of an objective for your day um sure so like um right now i'm currently working on agamash so for example if it's um we're planning to for example working on app development uh, more thoroughly if we want to for example connect with people in myanmar today and make sure like you know at least 20 percent of the app um to do's are done then that could be something that i'll probably plan out Are those examples that are current projects you're working on or what's kind of the most hot wow. on your on your email list right now? Right now, we're actually piloting the app uh, more thoroughly actually in Myanmar in September with over 3,000 farmers. So that's actually, wow. that's something that's um, really pressing right now. I've got to make sure the app is also on par with that by September. So that's something that's really hot on the list. Nice. Yeah. What are the challenges you guys are facing? Ooh, that's a tough one, I think. Um I think there are several challenges. I think one of them could possibly be um, reaching out to farmers. So that's why I think even in the summit, it's such a huge um, key point 
for collaboration. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to collaborate with key partners who have already done research uh, with all these farmers and leverage on their networks to then reach out to them. Aside from that, it's also the language itself, Burmese, because it's um, very complicated to learn on such a short period of time. But it's also great to then work with the local community to actually empower them at the same time. Nice. Mm -hmm. What's your dream project? My dream? I, I think this is kind of like my dream project already. So this is something quite interesting to be on. I'm very, very grateful to be working on it. How did you get the courage to, to just follow your dream? Whoa, <laughs> that's coming deep. Um, <laughs> um, actually, what was very interesting is that um, this project started off as part of an accelerator. It was under Telenor Youth Forum. Mm -hmm. So we were part, uh, they kind of just brought a bunch of youth leaders together and like, here's a problem, food security, go solve it. And we we're like, wow, that's okay, we'll try. <laughs> and um, it kind of just spiraled on from there. I think for me personally, it was more so of having a real purpose in life to contribute to society. I knew I wanted that from a really early on in stage of life because I knew I was very privileged. And um, being able to do that now was something that um, I'm very grateful for and really hope to do, continue doing in the future. Nice. Yeah. So if you're going to be leaving work and hosting a dinner or bringing people together for a meal, what three people, dead or alive, mm -hmm. would you invite to this ultimate dinner party and why? Yeah, so I think this question is... It's so difficult because, like, I'm not entirely sure who or, I mean, uh, how many, I would want to invite quite a few people, but, like, being able to just narrow it down to three is quite difficult as well. I actually Googled this question, I'm not going to lie, and one person said they would want to have dinner with their younger self mm. so that they can actually kind of learn from, and they can share it with their younger self, and then they can make, they won't make the same mistakes as you can. And I thought that was very interesting, and I was like, maybe I should say that, but, you know... It was from Cora. Um, aside <laughs> from this, <laughs> yeah. So like, I thought that was very insightful. Um, aside from that, I think one of the persons I think I kind of look up to as well is kind of like Steve Jobs. I I really appreciate his his way of process for thinking, and I thought um, being able to learn from him directly and seeing how that could be applied to, for example, solving food security, mm -hmm. may be actually something that'd be pretty interesting as well. Aside from that, really also very passionate about food in general, being from Malaysia, Anthony Bourdain, I think I would have really wanted to actually talk to him and yeah. really get to know about um, his travels and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. What would you have for dinner? Okay. So this is difficult, um, especially after seeing the planetary uh, diet. <laughs> so yesterday I had Swedish meatballs. It was so good. But also I think understanding now really with food, we all have such an important role to play. Mm -hmm. And we all can play that role as opposed to, for example, like energy, right? You need to invest in huge infrastructure. But with food, it's so easy for us to make a change immediately. Yeah. So I would say very much plant-based um, or even, for for example, I do meatless Mondays. I just don't eat meat on Mondays, but yeah. every other week I can or I try to limit my portions. But um, I would say enjoy what you like to eat, but try to limit the meat that you like to have. Well, the good thing about the planetary health diet mm -hmm. in terms of even the recommended red meat is... Yeah. You don't need to feel too bad about the meatballs as long as you balance that out for the rest of the week. So you, you yes. still have time yet to, to stay I, within the plate. That's true. That's true. Yes. As you're talking about moving into the more plant-based diet for yourself, mm -hmm. where have you found yourself getting stuck the most? Is it meat? Is it sugar? Is it other things? Yeah, that's a very interesting concept, I think. Um, even in Malaysia, it's quite difficult. So, for example, if you want to actually be vegan or like um, source out, for example, like oat milk, it's more expensive mm -hmm. um, for you to actually... Um, 
reach out to those items. So it's more so, I think, in Malaysia, maybe in the context, it would be better to actually reach out to local suppliers of food or um, going to your local wet market and getting um, the vegetables there as opposed to going to like an all-organic um, market. Yeah. Are those local markets something that are easy to find or is that part yeah. of the infrastructure? That it's definitely find? easy to find, but I think sometimes people just don't, um, they go, they don't like the whole process of going out there, you know, getting your legs a little dirty on the streets and stuff like that. But mm. it really is supporting the local farmers who are actually working really hard to put food on the table as well. You're, I think, the youngest person that we're going to be interviewing in this podcast. So you may actually have the potential to stay up the latest of all of us. <laughs> yeah, it's quite true. <laughs> so as we move into the, the after party, mm-hmm. I'm curious to kind of take it to that next big, big picture level. Mm-hmm. And here, as you think about your work and think about... I don't know if you go home and journal at the end of the night or you go out and you live the the, the wildlife, mm-hmm. but either way, kind of stepping into our fullest potential. When you think about your work and its fullest potential, what kind of research or science is needed to help push the boundaries forward? That's a very interesting question. Um, so I study psychology actually at university, which is actually quite interesting in contrast. And I think behavioral science is actually very important um, coming into the whole scene of food and environment. Uh, because when we're looking at how people are going to change their behaviors, for example, going to a plant-based diet or maybe um, recycling, these are key aspects where the people behavior is actually very important. And I think maybe looking more into the research of how we can convince people to actually adopt these practices fast enough so that it can meet our targets. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Also speaking of the youth, mm-hmm. in this fight for climate, we see youth taking the message to the streets, really like, mm-hmm. you know, even to the point of habits and behavior saying yeah. we can't just stay in the rhythms we've been living in. We have to do this differently. Mm-hmm. What would you head to the streets for? What would you kind of really just put a full stop in your life to protest? Yeah, I honestly, I think very much similar to Greta, like because it's so pertinent right now, climate change in itself and food security in itself. And it's so easy that we can, if everyone, for example, just went meatless on Monday, we could already make um, a significant change. I've even seen with um, some of the data on the Lancet report. It's something that we can definitely do, but it's just sometimes either behavioral change right now, it, people just don't feel like they want to go into it, but also acknowledging um, structural changes in the government or stuff like that. But most definitely, we definitely want to protest for like, climate change and also food insecurity. And what would you hit the streets to celebrate? Ooh. Well, I guess celebrate food, to be honest. Um, I mean, the whole culture array and the wide, diverse food that we have um, to really enjoy, that's something I'll definitely do for. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll be out there with you. Yeah, woohoo! Yeah. good. Is there any quirky detail about you that we missed the, the opportunity to learn about that is a, a big part of what Rachel brings as, in your magic self to this world? Something quirky? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I love reading a lot. So, like, I read a book almost every week. What are you reading? Um, right now, I'm reading about uh, Aung San Suu Kyi. So, really trying to understand the, the Burmese government because yeah. we're going in there and trying to work. Um, so, yeah, that's something that's quite interesting. Yep, trying to read every week. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to, like, improve myself constantly. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. No worries.